That's my wife, you asshole. This relationship is just been hey y'all it's lice it's Catherine. Okay, and it's yeah you're right. we it's we Catherine. think we think you're listening to an episode of chidi's podcast oh if we make it this far who knows who knows we're if honestly this actually gets to your ears it's been a miracle because what a journey this episode's been it's been an absolute miracle if it does make it this far Catherine. the entire time we were recording with our guests for today i was paranoid that we were going to lose the recording and mm-hmm. I still haven't edited this episode, obviously, because we're recording the intro and I'm still afraid. I got to be honest with you. I'm afraid that what we're saying right now is not being recorded. Uh, We have, well, I mean, the first issue was our fault. We got drunk down a river and didn't didn't make the recording that day. And then we hit technical issues with recording on our podcast device then mm-hmm. sound mm-hmm. issues then my whole laptop died we then don't know. your laptop crashed in the middle of it how, yeah so i'm before, on my phone how, so if this, yes if the sound sounds weird look 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 we I, did our best i tried <laughs> you, did, you really truly tried like we all tried our best our guest had technical issues trying to get on we tried 14 different ways to get her once we got her set up that's when your shit crashed yeah so mm-hmm. this episode for the listeners uh for the regular stabbies who are coming back and are expecting the same quality you have come to appreciate and love uh, in this last you know 50 or so episodes when we got better quality uh we're sorry this one's definitely not gonna be you're gonna hear everybody for sure and it's a great episode and it's a great episode but it just Mm -hmm. might not be the sound quality that you have come to love so we apologize for that but just know like Catherine said it is a full christmas miracle if you know this all works out and you get to hear the whole thing (laughs) in its raw form (laughs) thank you for Thank you for letting me go raw sometimes, babe. Hey, you know what? That's what that's what true love means. It means you can go raw sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. But it- <laughs> I have to write it. I have to. I'm about to be a um, an officiant for a wedding in St. Martin this Saturday, and I haven't written it yet. Should I write that in it? I think you should probably put that in. Yeah, true. I think that should be the closing remarks for the for the wedding yeah. sermon. Um, and, I, I'd like to congratulate you both on uh, now being able to go raw. Yeah, go raw. That's true. Love means going raw sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then look at his, look at her or his or their grandmother and wink and do finger guns when you say that. Yeah, you know what I mean. She knows. Mother, mother of eight. This this oh, this lady knows what I'm talking about. You know, you know, yeah, you don't get 26 grandchildren without going raw a couple times. Yep, and then jump out and then high five her, and then, yeah, uh, yeah, that's how you end it, and then say, and I now pronounce, uh, husband and wife. There yeah, you go. Yeah, that's, that's how you do it. Right. So this episode today is fantastic. Great story. Great lessons in here once again. Uh, I, ha- I have to admit something to you. Uh oh, what? Um, this isn't spoiling spoiling anything, but she was talking about the guy that she's 
becomes interested in she she was wondering if there's something wrong with him just because he was so hot mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like you know why is he single kind of thing and I was like uh I've I've experienced that before my my boyfriend has been like you have a friend that's so hot hot why isn't she blah 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 taken mm-hmm. um and by friend I meant me he <laughs> was I thought I thought that might have been you're talking about yourself. I'm not even saying I'm some I mean, I'm not a Victoria's Secret model, but I'm, I'm, I could make it into a Sears catalog if they were still around. <laughs> but you could make it we, into a, a defunct Sears catalog. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could, I could probably have modeled some, like, you know, some J.C. Penny. Catherine, you're hot. You're hot. Just he told me. He told me we first started dating uh, after about we've been like seeing each other for like a week or something, or maybe a day. I don't know. And I admitted that I had just gotten out of a relationship. And he was like, I was like, but don't like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know. I think I was like really defensive of it. I was like, don't let that freak you out. And he was like, no, I'm so relieved. He's like, I was just wondering why you were single. Like I was like, there's, she's gotta be insane. She's gotta be crazy. I'm just waiting for it to come out. <laughs> and he was right. And he was, and right. he was absolutely right. So his instincts uh, are correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. You know? Yeah. You- uh, uh yeah, that's funny that's really funny i love it yeah I, I, but you'll hear in the episode me talking like it's it was a friend of mine mm-hmm. <laughs> sure well that's just you know more more evidence that you're crazy because you're talking about yourself in third person i love it too yeah i, know I love you to do that because you love yourself no one mm-hmm. loves Catherine more than Catherine loves Catherine. i i'm i've 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 surpassed kanye <laughs> and the love i have for myself <laughs> Ah, uh, I can't wait for the mural of you on your wall in your house of you as Mother Teresa. That's what I'm looking for. Oh, that's genius. I know. I'm, I'm gonna go. I gotta go. I gotta put. I gotta get some of those little candles made of me. <laughs> you know, the uh, yeah. saints on the candles. You can worship. You can worship yourself. Yeah, yeah. I love just, it. I love I'll it. Just do, I'll do a hail Catherine every morning. <laughs> okay, let's get, get to this episode. Catherine. Uh, because I am ter- honestly terrified about what is about to happen when I go to edit this and get it up. So the podcast is going up late. We apologize, but hey, it's a holiday week and you know, you got to grant us uh, some leeway every now and then. We're, we're bringing you cheaties for, for free <laughs> all the time. <laughs> so y'all can just get it when you get it, you know? That's how I look at it. Yeah. This, yeah. Nothing else. I would like <laughs> to, no, that's uh, the defense rush, Your Honor. No further questions. No further questions. Um, okay, so oh, real quick before we get to the interview with Meredith, do you have some shows? To, or you're you're officiating a wedding in St. Martin this weekend? So. Uh, yeah, I'll be in St. Martin this whole week. So I just got one gig, but uh, it's an invite only. Okay. So and then yeah, and I did so not get an invite, so yeah, I'm real pissed so about it. You can't gotta come. Um, got to be honest, real pissed. Yeah, and. Uh, uh, we do have the Louisville shows coming up the following weekend. Yes. Friday 11th and 12th in Louisville. So if you're listening from about that areas, we'd love to see you there. Yes. You come go to, to You just Google. Go to the Bardstown. It's Bardstown in Louisville. They'll have tickets. Yes. Avail. Look it up and come see us. Tell all your friends and family, lovers uh, to come and see us there. That'd be great. And then I do have some shows this weekend in and around, uh, around, let's say around-ish the Atlanta area. So this Friday night, June 4th, I will be, wait, that's the 4th, right? Man, I'm bad at math uh, and dates. Let's see. 
Let's see here. That is, yes, Friday, June 4th, I will be headlining the Aurora Theater in Lawrenceville, Georgia. One show. Uh, I've got two friends of the pod are going to be opening for me. So I've got Holly Ballantyne and Matthew English. And then on Saturday night, I've got another show that I'm headlining at Aurora Theater. And another friend of the pod is going to be opening, Carlette Jennings. Uh, from a, a very old episode from uh, Sex in La Ciudad. And then uh, our good friend, he has not been on the pod yet because I don't think he has a cheating story because he has been happily married for a million years, Greg Barons. He is oh. going to be on the show as well. And then Sunday, June 6th uh, at 12 in the afternoon, I will be at Heck House. It's a new venue in Stockbridge, Georgia. So it's near Clarkson. Just did it. Fun. you just did it you love it yeah. okay so this is a brunch show mimosas start pouring at 12 and then the comedy show happens at one and yeah heck house outdoor venue looks really freaking cool i've heard nothing but good things cute. yeah i'm excited and then that night i will be on the uh fire city comedy show at wild heaven brewery um i think i'm closing that one out so yeah please come out to shows. There are four chances to come and support live comedy that uh, I will particularly be on this weekend. So uh, I would love to see all of your, all of your faces. Um, with all that said, you ready to get to the episode, Catherine? Let's do it. Let's do it. So today we've got flight attendant, comedian, and poet and just all around lovely person she is very funny and really teaches us some stuff um and gets real vulnerable uh in this episode y'all are gonna love it ladies and gentlemen meredith edwards hey listener you're about to hear a really juicy cheating story names and locations may have been changed to protect the guilty we're not licensed therapists or lawyers hell we barely have a driver's license we're just two broke comedians who've been through some shit. And this alleged story is one-sided. If you know another side, please call our emergency redemption hotline at 888-STABBY-8. And yes, that is a real number. Now sit back, relax, and pour yourself a bowl of cheaties. Cheated? Let us know so you can go home and enjoy the rest of your summer. In progress yeah um okay y'all we have the absolutely fabulous meredith edwards in the house hey girl how are you hey i'm great i feel awkward i've never been introduced like that so thank you <laughs> does it feel very npr <laughs> oh yeah yeah the daily really more is like my jam but oh i love the day do you listen to the yeah. daily yeah with uh. a shower beer it's oh. really depressing <laughs> you start your day listening to an NPR. i end my day i end my day you to end daily your day with a beer in the shower with a beer in the shower listening to an npr news podcast mm -hmm. i love it i love it so much that's evolution <laughs> technically it's the it's the new it's a new york times podcast really yes to get technical about oh, it you're right. i thought it was npr they do play it on npr npr picked it up but yeah. it is michael babaro from uh, yes new york times yeah and he oh, always will say he has this weird thing at the end i'm like have they why don't they re-record him saying he's like here's what else you need to know today and like yeah. they're like thank you yes me insane i'm like why don't they fix that does no one else realize that you can't understand the last four words he says it sounds like one word i cannot agree more and i am so glad <laughs> you're not the i'm not the only one who thinks that every single time and he also does like a weird affectation with his voice like when he's in the intro 
but like he doesn't talk like that in when in he's real in life. interviews yeah. yeah so anyway but yeah. who am i to talk i mean Catherine yeah i mean I'm, i love him so you know these are just some things i've noticed this, yes. uh, he's probably he was new when they were doing the intro he was nervous like when i first started comedy i had a weird country accent every time i'd go on stage i was nervous we have talked about <laughs> yeah. we have talked about that before on the podcast and that is the funniest thing meredith do you so when you started comedy a couple of years ago do you and you have a really strong southern accent yes did did you notice when you watched the video what did you think did you think it was stronger than you thought it was um no because I try really hard to to make it so it could have been a lot worse (laughs) I really concentrated on making it as not southern as possible I mean when I do at work I can tell when I'm tired on the PA because I'll be like okay y'all like just listen but if I'm being professional then I will talk like to make sure that i enunciate but it takes a lot of effort you know yeah yeah oh well let's tell people you're let's tell people what you do so you're a flight attendant oh i'm a flight attendant yes yes and how long how long have you been doing that almost 15 years oh my god that's amazing are you with delta i i i'm one of the airlines she's with one of the airlines oh with one (laughs) of the airlines okay i my favorite thing i love when the when the flight attendants have stopped giving a shit (laughs) and you can tell it's their third flight of the day and they get on those announcements and they're like look (laughs) this is what you're gonna do and we're not gonna have any backlash I don't want to have any back talk you're gonna (laughs) keep your mask on you're gonna put your yeah I love it I (laughs) love it my favorite I'm like listen guys flight's an hour and a half I believe in you I know we can make it through this together um when (laughs) when I really get to the point I don't care I'm like listen I've been wearing this thing for 12 hours you can wear it for two okay if you're yes. not, we're going back to the gate. And now I'll tell them, I'm like, you can stay in Atlanta or you can, uh, or we can have the cops meet you and wherever we're going. Uh, and then I had a guy the other day who got off and told one of my coworkers, not me, because of course he couldn't say it to my face. Uh, yeah. I told one of my coworkers that I was threatening them on the PA and that I'd been here too long, clearly. Uh, and that I was unprofessional. And I said, oh, was it a straight white man? She's like, of course it was. <laughs> like, you know, like, oh, yeah. I could have told you. And what yeah. did your coworker say about it? She was like, sir, I wasn't even working the flight. She was in the jetway. She wasn't even on the plane. She's like, I don't fucking just care. saw a flight attendant was like, you, let me complain, you know. Of course. And she just she just stood there like, you know, cussing you- him out underneath her mask, which is great these days. We get to do that. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think yeah. about that. I'm gonna it's forget nice. the mask is gone one day and be like, fuck you, cut. Oh. <laughs> you, know? you can see my lips now. Yeah. <laughs> Because you could, you could just roll down the aisles and oh, just yeah. like call in everybody every name that you wanted to, yeah. and they'll be like, "Did you say that?" And you'll be like, "No, it wasn't. No, I wasn't my. Yeah, wasn't me. Like, because they'll never be able to prove. Yeah, that it was I mean, you. honestly, honestly, trust me, that's been in my defense pocket, back pocket for a minute. You know, if I ever got called in, how do they know it was me? They kissed my face. Yeah, I mean, it's a good defense. It works. I like that it. Makes sense. I, y'all, there should be there should be so many memoirs of a flight attendant. Yeah, y'all are like the like the adult preschool teachers. Like you yes. you do you do the same thing that like uh, a an elementary school teacher does when you get on the bus for field trip. You're like, <laughs> listen That's up. Exactly, it's exactly right. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's adults. The children listen better than the adults. I mean, you wouldn't believe how how easily the, the children behave that, as a compared to the adults. Like, I would rather have a plane full of kids, and that's like saying a lot. Wow. Because yeah. I, I mean, that. you give them a juice box and like some iPad with headphones, they shut the fuck up. You know, the adults yeah. are the yeah. ones that are like, oh, you know, serve me. Like, yeah. 
You paid fifty dollars for this ticket, bitch. It's not Emirates first class. <laughs> <laughs> so she doesn't work for Emirates. That's what we know. We know that. Is it, sure. okay. Would you? Did you be living in Dubai prefer? like a prison? If I did, yeah. they make you stay down there for like three years. You can't leave. It's it's a weird thing. Oh really? Oh, really? Yeah. Love yeah, all this inside knowledge. Would you rather? Uh, do you prefer serving first class or basic economy? Where this where this hose at? Uh, or back in the bus. <laughs> I prefer, yeah, the business class, first class. Like, I mean, I would prefer that all day long. Really? It's just a different. It's just a different kind of people. Yeah, yeah. And they're they actually relaxed. have money. You know, the people who treat you like shit don't have money. They act like they do, and it's just really hard. You know, it's a really weird dichotomy. Yeah, that's so it's, funny. I struggle it's with so it. So true. <laughs> that's so true, though. Oh, that sucks. That and it sucks yeah. too because you don't want to feel that way either. You don't want to be like, man, these are the better customers, right? I mean, you're like, well, I guess they say money doesn't buy everything, but I guess it could buy a little class, maybe. I don't. Yeah. Know. Well, okay. They are in com- more comfortable seats. They are getting served. First. They have less to complain about. But when you get the people who get upgrades and they just take mad advantage of it, like they can't respectfully take advantage, they go like ape shit, you know. And I'm like, yeah. you really don't know how to behave. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's when it gets sure. weird because you're like, we're trying to give you nice things, but this is why we can't have nice things because of people yeah. like you. <laughs> well, okay, before before we get to your to your epic cheating story that I'm super excited about, I do want to know, do you have any instances over, especially since the pandemic, like any real bad like drama situations where you were face to face with a shitty customer? Oh yeah, I had a uh, a woman. It was back right after Christmas, so the federal mandate had not yet been put in because, of course, oh. Trump was still in office, and oh, that's uh, right. so it was just kind of every man for himself. And it was getting bad because it was the flights were beefing up over Thanksgiving and and beyond. And before that, it really hadn't been that serious. But the more people you get, the more assholes. And that's what people came on. The woman that was a family, she had a son who I could tell was special needs. And so I'm trying to accommodate her because I'm not a complete monster. Okay. Sure. And so I'm trying to be halfway nice. And, 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 but I see that her mask is off. And so I remind her, maybe you have to keep your mask on and your son has to have one on too. Cause he's, he's over the age of two, but we can't tell how old he is because he's special needs. And so we try to be as discreet and nice as possible. And the woman is just continuing to be belligerent and she doesn't want to listen. She doesn't want to pay attention. So we tell her a couple of times, and I'm not rude at all, actually. I'm, I'm, I know that this is an awkward situation for her, so I'm trying sure. to be understanding. But, and this is why I think it caught me off guard more than anything, because I go to the, to do the demo. So my flight attendant's about to make the announcements. I'm standing there, and I lean over and say, ma'am, your son does have, you do have to keep your mask on, and your son has to have his mask on as well. And she just goes like a, like a viper, and she just turns, and she goes, what do you want to do? Glue it to his face? Like, and, like the vitriol with which she just said this took mm-hmm. me aback, and I kind of was like okay ma'am um, first of all she's like spitting on me too because her mask is off mm. and so that made me like mm. and so then she says uh I said okay ma'am listen I'm just I just have to tell you the rules like whatever so her husband's across the way and you can I didn't even know he was with her and he says honey honey no he's like please just he's like just kind of telling her to calm down and she yeah. goes no she's being a fucking cunt what <laughs> and I mean she screams this like at the top of her lungs I said go back to the gate call the captain nope she's getting off of here we're not doing this because I mean that's like a threat level like you're screaming yeah. at me and calling names. Get, get the fuck off so then she starts telling everybody that she's gonna put us on the, t- the news as another shitty you know blank airline flight attendant oh that we only make 12 dollars an hour so she doesn't have to listen to us I'm like my w2 begs to differ bitch but okay yeah first of all um also <laughs> also what a shitty thing to say I don't need to respect you because of because you make X amount money. of money you made yeah. and then she said 
you're taking us off because we're Jewish and you hate Jews. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I had no idea. I'm supposed to know any of this information. I, none of us are saying anything. That's the crazy part. We're being quiet and she is just screaming this into the void. You know, like clearly this is not about us. And I understand that. But wow, I was like, oh, this is so embarrassing for your poor husband. So we yeah. get back to the gate and, you know, we have to tell him, he comes up and he begs me. He's like, please don't take us off. And I said, sir, you can stay and your kids can stay. I said, but she got to go. I was like, because she's not acting like that on the plane. I said, if we're already back at the gate now. We've already made the, the decision. We're not taking her. And yeah. he goes, we just got back from a neurology appointment with my son and everything. I said, I get it. You're under a lot of stress. I mean, that's understandable. And I was trying to be accommodating, but, you know, it's too late now. Yeah. So I get off the plane. Get we get back flight. in the area, finally leave, we get back in the air. No one has said anything, strangely enough. I think everybody was shell-shocked by the situation. Yeah, yeah. But then we're up in the air, and I go to hand this lady some pretzels, and um, she has her mask on. They're allowed to take their masks off to eat or whatever. I go to hand sure. her some snacks. And she goes, oh, no, I can't take it. I have my mask on. I said, well, you're allowed to take your mask off if you just, you know, to eat or drink, just put it back on when you're finished. And she's like, oh, well, then why didn't you give that little boy some pretzels so that he could, he could keep his mask off, too, instead of kicking him off? And I was like. Oh, oh my god, god. so I, yeah i just walked away and that just ended of course i did get some calls from the company to you know they did back me up and said they, they apologized and then i had a passenger who wrote in and said same thing that we were you know handled it professionally and that this woman Good. was off her rocker uh so and then i got some like i don't know gift card or something like that whatever but that rarely happens but you know usually it's like we're getting in trouble because someone said we did something we didn't even do so it was nice that they actually backed us up on this but Anyway, it was, <laughs> that's so that was probably one of the worst ones. And it, it just sucks because you're in such a small space. Yes. Uh -huh. You're you are you you're on the clock. You're you're on your job. You have to act professionally because mm -hmm. this is what you depend on to pay your bills. Mm -hmm. And people just are ruthless to you. Mm -hmm. And it's so scary because not only are you in a tiny little space, but like, you know, eventually you could be up in the air and then you're screwed. Yeah, it's, just, it's, it's like the such lady a high who stress teeth job. knocked out the other day. Somebody got her teeth knocked yes. out. Yes, yes, there was a flight attendant, and it was Damn. it. She got her teeth knocked out uh, by a passenger because the lady didn't want to pay attention to the rules. There's a video of it; you can look it up and everything. She literally her teeth her cheek gets busted. She's bleeding profusely. Two teeth got knocked out. That's oh, horrible. So she got punched. Yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah. Oh yeah. You did the oh, video. The woman is just wailing on her. Like this oh, just happened God. like last weekend. Yeah. As if yeah. being in a flying tube is not stressful enough for mm -hmm. everyone involved. Like you said, Catherine, like it's a small space. So it's going to make it worse the smaller the space is. And like the stakes could not be higher, all puns. And yeah. Time. Like yeah. just fucking shut up and get, let's all just get to where we're going alive. Right. Like, to me, it's, and, and the weird thing is back during the, the bulk of the pandemic, I was flying and it was great because we didn't have that many passengers. People were scared shitless. And so they would sit down, shut up. They didn't ask for anything. We didn't do Love service. It. We didn't have any of that. And so yeah. then I thought, I told myself, you know what, when things start ramping back up and the people start flying again, we're going to see that people choose to be assholes, actively choose to be cool yes. assholes because you are highly capable of sitting here in a seat and getting from point A to point B without anything except yep. what you brought from the fucking Hudson yep. News. But you can't do that somehow now. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, it's that's just, it's horrible. so easy to me. Bring some fucking snacks from home. They let you yeah. bring like, you know, carrot sticks through security. It's fine. Yeah. You know, like just, I don't understand Jesus. why everything is expected to be, we are expected to do everything for them when, you know, yeah, we're being, we're, we're being dragged to the bone. Every airline across is short staffed and we are just being worked to the bone. I worked, uh, I flew 30 hours in three days the other day. Like I'm, oh, girl. Jesus. girl. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, your precious time and speaking yes. of people choosing to be assholes, uh, you've, you've got a story. You've got a story yes, to tell and I want to hear it. So Catherine, uh, let's prime her. Let's get her set up. All right. First of all, I commend you on that segue. That was good, Lace. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm very spe- good at this. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of things, I can travel backwards. Take us back uh, in time, Meredith. Uh, we want to go. We want to get on. We want to get on a, a time travel airplane, and we want to go back to Me when too. the it was Pan Air, and the women were in blue skirts. I don't know. I don't know when this takes place. Um, I'm definitely not back. Then. She's yeah. only thirty four. So okay. definitely, I, I have no idea. I saw I saw Pan Air. I saw the TV show one time, and I was like, well, this. <laughs> this 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 was what how it was before 2017 uh okay yeah take us back man take us back to the beginning of of a time when you were in a relationship that did not end the way you expected it to and tell us who this meredith is tell us uh tell us does she want to be on the ground or in the sky does she want a lover or a friend what does she want in life where is she (laughs) And and, and and now five four three two one it's takeoff. <laughs> she was three months post her husband leaving on Christmas Day, and two months oh after she God. had shoulder surgery. So there I was, yeah, December twenty fifth, twenty eighteen. Boom, husband leaves, and I'm devastated, but also kind of relieved because yeah, that was about eight years. So I okay, hold on. I know so what, you just what, zoomed right through that, and holy shit, that alone. Wait, I'm going. Y'all didn't let me finish. I'm getting okay. there. Okay okay, okay. 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 Oh, it's one of those. It's so one of the things where they started a point. And yeah. Then they got She's going to Tarantino this, I think. Because yeah, clearly yeah, yeah. I'm setting up, I'm very vulnerable here. You know, okay, I'm in a moment you. where, yeah. wow, like, so this happens husband leaves, injured, no job. I'm out of work because I'm on a workers' comp situation. And, um, so for three months, I'm, I'm lonely, you know, so I'm, I'm really getting primed to be taken over by an abusive sack of shit because, you know, that's what they prey on. And so, but I, and I feel that I just want to be loved. And so, when this band comes along and I meet on Bumble, the first red flag, of course, that I saw that, you know, in hindsight, I was like, oh, it was the fact that um, he was absolutely gorgeous. And I don't mean like just, <laughs> just like regular hot. I mean, like extra hot that you're like, <gasps> okay, something is wrong. Like this, I don't, why are you talking to me? And not because I don't like get hot guys, but this is just, there's something weird. So he starts talking <laughs> and he's super interested. And I'm like, you're too interested. And that should have yeah. been the thing right there, right? You're too interested. And there's something in my guts. It's just like, I don't know. Okay. Hold like, on. You know what's here's- so funny? I've my, yeah. my, my current boyfriend has said that about people and he's always been right. Like he's been like, that girl, she's so hot. Why, she And she's still single. She wants to be married so bad. Like, there's gotta be something wrong with her and then and I'm always like well yeah here's the story and it's so it's so it's so true like it's it's a hard thing to admit but yes. I feel you yeah 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 okay so, so when you're saying okay but here since since we're on a uh on an audio uh platform here what is uh who who would we compare this hot dude to yeah. I mean, like, you know how now I wouldn't say he necessarily looks like Henry. Oh, I know. He looks like the guy on Outlander. Oh, mm. that main guy. Yeah. Like he's yeah, very me, similar. Green eyes, me, like, you know, and like fucking okay. abs for dead. I mean, 
Oh god, that dude's real hot. Yeah, some wispy was it wispy brown hair? Some curls? What are we thinking? Short. It was it was it was short, but it was definitely full. It was nice, you know, sandy. Uh He wasn't even the kind of coloring that I go for. I was just he was very mesmerizing. I'll just say that. So I finally meet him one night. We talked for we talked on Facetime at first, which also threw me off. And I didn't have any makeup or anything. And I was like in my bed with like my shoulder all kind of jacked up. And I'm like, why? is this guy like why is he just and I said to him as we had this conversation he's just so charming and he talks to me as if he's known me forever and I want to believe you know this is what I want right like mm-hmm. oh my god I thought this would ever happen and then of course you're on the other side of you is like you know because this really doesn't happen like obviously this is something's weird so I said to him you just seem so perfect he played the guitar he sang for me on FaceTime the first time we talked and I'm just like, okay, Meredith, don't Damn. fall. But I'm falling because, I mean, I'm friends, right? You know, I'm lonely and I'm horny and he's hot and he's giving me attention. And so, yeah, Wait, I Meredith, him. he sang to you and played guitar for you the first time you all virtually met. <laughs> but it was so seamlessly done. Like, it, was, it wasn't weird. He's so good at what he does. That well, because it like- it's almost like he's probably done that before. Kind of sounds yeah. like a go-to. It kind of sounds like, oh. Okay, now it's minute seven. This is when I go, oh, did you see my guitar? That's I'm, pretty I'm much gonna right here behind me. I'm going to put this out as a, as, a, as a red flag in the book that we write. Yes. <laughs> if you sing or play guitar for me, first date, yep. red flag. Yeah. I, you're trying now again hard. i'm just saying all these things too because obviously anyone from the outside looking in was probably like you know what the fuck but again i was just i wanted attention so i threw those things out the window because the first time we met i mean it was really incredible and i was like oh man any of those thoughts i had in the beginning were just crazy yeah. like that wasn't really anything like i was just i'm just letting my anxiety about my my divorce you know get the better of me sure He's you're really just you're guy. just projecting you're just <laughs> totally yeah 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 yeah. Got and it. so you know we have this date and so for about a month i guess like so i'm out of work right so he worked down the street he was an electrician he worked on the street until he would come and see me uh after work like every day and i wasn't working at the time and so he would come and take care of me do all these things you know love bombing is what they call it because it's narcissistic oh. you know the narcissistic like that kind of thing that's yeah. what he was doing but I didn't know that at the time. And so well, you just, were, wait, you perfect. were still, you were still um, recovering from shoulder surgery, right? Yeah. And so I was able to move about and everything like, you know, but I was in pain okay. sometimes and I needed help like lifting stuff and I wasn't flying again yet. Right. And so I, I was though going to go to Paris because when my ex-husband had left, we had bought tickets to Paris for our fifth wedding anniversary, which was the last week of March. And so of course, when he left, um, I was like, I'm still going to fucking Paris. Yeah, and so I I went. I had a ticket. I already bought it. Was confirmed seat. So I'm like, I'm going. So I date him for about a month up until I go to Paris, and everything is wonderful. And I'm just like, oh my god, this is just incredible. So I go to Paris. He talks to me every day when I'm there, you know. And we just he's just like you're just. He he told me he loved me, you know. He's telling me that he he wants to to like move in, and of course these things. I'm like, well, you know, I, I I get it. I'm just going to slow slow down a little bit, but I do feel these things too. This is incredible. And then on top of that, the sex was just, wow. I mean, I, I had never, that was also what just, compl- I never had, I grew up super Christian, you know, yeah. I don't really have a big exploration on that. So I know. Yeah. 30, you were having like, Christian Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. How, how soon uh, did y'all, did y'all do the deed when y'all started oh, dating? God. Oh, like the first night I met, of course. Like immediately, right? Yeah, yeah uh, which is why I'm had, surprised. You had atheist sex. 
<laughs> yes, we did. Well, we had we had all sorts of kind of sex. Um, he was he was a very uh, explorative person <clears throat> to do things with, which I was super excited for. Also, big red flag, and the and that that the well, that's, that he was that's fun. Big though, red flag, and that he didn't know yeah. me though, and like he kind of would encourage a lot of things that I'm like okay that I wasn't necessarily comfortable with. But I so mm. I was like I thought about it, but I wasn't necessarily ready, and so like he would kind of push me but I was like well maybe I'm just being you know prude uh yeah. no he was violating every one of my boundaries but you know because again I wasn't sure. and I really have never had like a super healthy relationship and so I wasn't really sure what I was looking for so I get back from Paris and everything is great and then uh, we talked every day and so he tells me he was going to meet me at the airport well of course that doesn't happen he and I'm like okay no, he something happens where he's like, oh, I can't make it. I, I had to end up like, I got to get up for early for work. My, I changed my schedule. So I have to go to sleep early tonight. I can't meet you. So like, I can't, He was he going to go with you to Paris? Go to, no, come meet me at the airport to pick me up. And I got Like home. just pick her up. Oh, okay. Yeah, you got know, because I've been gone for a week and he was going to be like, hi, like here's some flowers. Like, welcome back, baby. Like all that. And but real didn't. quick, I want to back up because um, I remember, I remember you going to Paris and you went to Paris by yourself. You took your own five-year yes. wedding anniversary by your damn self. Yes, I did. I love, <laughs> I love everything that. about that. And so it was much. amazing. I love it. I love it so much. I'm glad. I would love to just be in Paris eating a baguette by myself. <sighs> no one I had me. one in my purse like every day. I would go to the local. <sighs> a little bit uh, bread shop there the pate saint anyway uh, so i get back from paris and I'm, I'm still high on the paris you know like oh my god and so uh, everything's fine he's he comes over the next night he sees me so excited to see me whatever and everything's good until that weekend we go out and we have brunch with several of my friends because i'm back in town and he comes and he meets my friends and you know everybody i mean it's great he, he's, he's outgoing like you know whatever um he was an alcoholic. He drank like every single day and he was an addict. You know, there were horrible, there were things that I, that I knew that I was like, okay, this has got to end sometime, but when am I going to get like the big, oh my God, because he seems like he's so perfect. Maybe he's doing better now, whatever. So you knew, you knew he had these bad habits. I knew he had these like... issues, but like the, the cheating part. So, so he, fi- I finally get back from Paris and I look one day, I'm, we go to this brunch, everybody's drunk. He passes out of sleep at my house and I look at his phone and he was stupid enough not to have the text previews turn off. So I see about 50 oh. messages. Oh, I mean, it was like just Troll scrolling worthy. like a book. And I was That like, had all come through that day? Yes. Those are like the text previews that come through that you haven't checked yet, right? That- yes. They, yes. Since, like, while since has, his like, phone has been locked. Out, so yeah. his phone's lo- yeah. So since his phone's been locked, he's gotten like fifty. He's had by all this, which shit. means that he's probably been doing this the whole time. Yeah. So I confront him, of course, and I'm just like, "Fuck you, whatever." He he lies to me. He lied. I mean, he literally lied to my face and told me that it wasn't real. He was like, "No, no, like that wasn't what you think," and all this kind of stuff. So I kick him out, and we quit. We quit dating for about two months, I guess. And how so long I've- into? I mean, how long had the relationship been at this point? Months, like. Had it been a whole six months? It had yet? been like two months, I guess. Two months. Two okay. months of right. us being like, you know, it's like super lovey-dovey all the time. And then, like I said, besides, yeah. he had these issues, but he had not done anything up until that point that had to do with anybody else. And so I thought maybe he really is turning his life around and like, you know, he's doing better. And maybe he really does want a good girl because I mean, everything he would say was just like, I don't know. Uh, and the way that he would, you know, have sex with me was just so like this, this, this intimacy that wasn't real, but it felt mm-hmm. so real. And it was like, oh God. And high thought I see how people get women, especially get dragged into these things and like, don't even know because these people are so good at like manipulating, you know, this, yeah. this loneliness and like the, 
sadness and like you feel rejected, you know, so he was just hitting all those things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, how much, how, how much time had passed before you met him? And three months. You and your, and your husband. See, that's not a lot of time. Like you it wasn't really like recovered. And I knew from- that, you know, I knew that obviously. And I think, but I was just, you know, when that happens, you're just like, you don't even know what the fuck you're just flailing. You know, you're like, I don't yeah. know. You're like, this feels good. Why would I stop it? Well, and I wasn't working yet. So I had no one. Like, I was alone at my house all the time. Like, it was just, it was just, I felt, I just, I was so desperate for attention and like someone to be there with me that I took anything, basically. But here's what's funny is you say, I took anything, yet he came along with all the criteria everybody thinks that they want someone who's attentive and sexy and intimate Mm -hmm. and sensual and talented and it's you know whatever like he did all the right things at the it literally was a perfect storm yeah until I get back from Paris and I find the text messages so pretty much I I just love that he said it didn't happen that's my favorite every time you catch him Every time we catch them, they're like, huh? No. <laughs> what are you talking about? Right. What right. is, uh-uh. Who's, uh, who's Sarah Alexander? Uh, and you're like, I, I didn't even say her last name. And he's like, what? What? Yeah, what? and I'm like, and then she literally says, like, I can see in the preview, I want to put your blank in my blank. I don't know why yeah. she said that, babe. I, I don't know. That's like, a, I don't, some numbers not even saved. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's great. <laughs> okay. Oh, one I don't know why my boss would say that, babe. I don't that's know. That's so weird. That's my aunt. My aunt, that's yeah. my aunt's number. Yeah. Do you know where I got the idea for changing the name in a phone, like to someone else's name? You know, from my cheating and like, Yeah. No, from him, oh. because he asked me if I did it. And if I've never done that before. And I was like, immediately, of course, at first I was like, no, like, why would he ask me that? And then obviously, because his bitch ass did it all the time. Yeah. But, you oh know, my God. I, but I just don't think like that. So I was like, what? Why yeah. would you? I don't know. Because I'm very honest and I just don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. So I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. And if you don't like it, you can eat shit. But except for this guy, apparently. So yeah. I did break up with him, though. I did for two months. But, Good. you know, but, you know, <laughs> uh, I did fall back <laughs> into off the horse, uh, I will say. Uh, it seems like when I come home from trips, I went back to, so I went to Paris and then I went to Scotland two months later. And when I got back from <gasps> Scotland, I, we started, it, we started it up again. He just messaged me all the time. And he was like, I know I, he's like, I, I messed up, but I swear like you're the one. And I thought, you, well, you got to hang on to the revenge. Trust the, me. The, I don't the, care the rebound okay, this was and two the rebound years ago. bagpipes. The rebound bagpipes. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta hold on to those. Those are the only. That's the only true love you need. Honestly, those are the only you. tools you need. How many Scottish <laughs> guys, but seriously, how many Scottish guys, though, call their twig and berries their bagpipes? That's Yeah, that's what I oh, that's know. good. Right? Did you get any bagpipes? Really? No, okay, no. Did you? Yeah. And the thing is, I wanted to. That would be I'm my just... one, if I was a Scottish guy in America, that would be my one pickup line. So it'd be like, <laughs> you ever played the bagpipes? <laughs> Do you, you want, want to? You want to? Oh my god! And then I just kind of point to my kilt. I just be like, you know, you know I'm like a like Scotsman. Open, yeah, like a pipe and a. Squeeze Dude, that's the so perfect. That's so perfect. Anyway, oh my so god. you got no bagpipe, and so you no bagpipe. So you got back. No wonder. No wonder you you dealt. Yeah, of course, of course. Back yeah, in. and if, and like I said, I mean, it was it was up up until that point the best act of my life, and so I mean that also is a huge draw to those kind of things. I mean, toxic yeah. toxic relationships often have really great sex. So mm-hmm. we we do 
you know, start messing around again. So, I mean, basically the point that really, that, that I was always confused about was he was so good at manipulating that I always second guessed myself, even when I was trying to heal from all this. And so when it finally eventually ended, I, it was three or four months. It was just back and forth, you know, just lots of stuff. I was like, I, I, he said he loved me and he would do all these things. And then of course he would turn back and do crazy shit. Well, turns out about October of last year or two years ago in October, um, we come to this final thing where he, he makes it sound like, you know, he's like, I've just loved you for so long. And he was like, but you know, you're just, I'm just not the man for you. He's like, I've tried so hard to be the man for you, but you deserve so much better. And so he turns all this shit that he's been doing, you know, onto himself. And he's like, I'm just going to have to let you go because, oh, you know, you just, he just feeds uh, this whole thing. But uh, again, I'm still just so caught up in it that I'm just like, I'm, I'm so devastated that, you know, he's doing this to me. And I'm like, of course it's my fault. I've done something wrong. You know, it was just, it was a lot of pain. So I'm thankful to this whole situation that it happened because that break, that whole thing ending was the impetus to me getting through all this. But in the end, so fast forward a year later, I get a message out of the blue from this woman named Margaret and she messaged like a me year, a year, after? a year to the, a year after that. Yeah. So I haven't talked okay. to him uh whatever so a you year didn't, after you didn't that, slip back into it again at all no no flirty so, text, oh, nothing. oh yes, yes, yes i'm sorry we did we did never mind let me say not a year six months later okay he, he matches okay. me on bumble oh my and, god and i didn't message him you know it was a test i was like let me see how healed i am you know that's always a yeah. bad way to start things <laughs> and so i was like uh yeah. I was like, well, let's just see so but i really didn't want to test it so i matched him on bumble i don't message him I get a text two days later. So it expires, right? So you can't, they can't message you first. Two days later, I get a text from a number I don't have and it's him. And it's been, like I said, I haven't talked to him in all this time. Like we haven't, like he's been blocked and everything. And so I'm like, yeah, I want to see. So he comes over and. Meredith. And well. Okay, not just, let me, not, I thought you were going to say, so me, I checked the message and I respond to it. No, so he comes over. You're like, let me just, let me. <laughs> Let me get him naked in my bed and see. Listen, the magic was completely gone. I so I have to say, I definitely was healed. Okay. The magic was completely gone. But here was the thing. I get a message about, again, like a, six months after that. So it was like this one time in between. And I was like, ew, disgusting. Like, fuck you, delete. Bye. Like, block. Never talk to him again. I get a message from this woman and she reaches out to me. And basically what she tells me was the entire time, the whole summer before the entire time, like from literally the beginning of when we had been seeing each other up until like October, um, he had been with this woman, I guess this other girl, uh, her name, C is her name. I'll just say C is her name. And he was with her the entire time. And so all those times that I was like in Paris and all the times that I was like on trips and I went back to work, uh, that he would tell me that he was doing something or like FaceTime me from somewhere because I'd be like, oh my gosh, I feel like you're doing whatever. Like he was always with this girl. And so then I find out from this girl, other woman who reaches out to me who is an older woman and has children of her own that he met her last October right when he was I'm sorry last like August or whatever and would tell her how crazy I was he was making up all this stuff about how I was just this crazy bitch and like I just controlled him so much and she said you know I, I just I wanted to reach out because basically he had dumped her at this point but she told so, me she okay, so hold tight hold tight uh there's we're talking two women at this point so this yeah, is yeah. But the first girl I don't really know anything about like she's not really involved in the situation okay gotcha okay. so she didn't reach out to you no you it was this found out that he had had this constant yes yes relationship I didn't, I didn't know that. okay and then and then uh, now this is now another woman reaching yes. out to you okay got it all right she knew about both of us apparently but I didn't got know it. about 
them. Got it. Got so, it. so is she the one who told you about C, the, the regular? Yes, the, the that he was term? like with her and that he had been yeah. with her. Like even, I guess, when he was with this woman now. I okay. said her name, Margaret. When he was with Margaret, Margaret now. Okay. All and right. so we started comparing stories and everything. She, gets, she got engaged to him two weeks after they met. <laughs> Margaret <laughs> did? Yes. And let him move into Ooh. her house. Yeah. While he's dating let, you? yes he was he was dating me when he got engaged to her and that whole like i'm a good man for you whatever because he got to get got her to say yes to marry him and moved in with her she was a she works in the in the industry where they travel a lot and so like she would take him on trips with her like he went to puerto rico with her like they went on these like cruises together like for like a whole year but then she found out that he was sleeping with that sea girl yeah and then she and then i had to tell her well i saw him in may and she was like, he was living with me. And I was oh like, my dude, God. oh my God. So then we started comparing stories. And I said, listen, like, let's, let's just figure out what kind of things like actually don't add up. And this is really, I was just like, oh my God, oh my God, this motherfucker's crazy. I was like, what did he tell you about? Okay, so he used to do this thing where he, and I hate saying that he looks like the guy from Outlander because I know it's because he thinks he looks like him. Yeah. <laughs> he used to mm-hmm. say that he wanted to find his Claire. And oh, he would use God. that line. And so he would tell us that he found his Claire. And uh, so he and would that, say that know, to each of the women. Each of the women. You're my Claire. That we were his Claire and that he was Jamie. Yeah, that was one of his things. And then he would, he would write us all a song and it would be about like whatever he felt about us. But it was like the same song and he would just like change our names like in the song. That's exactly like what happened in that episode of Will and Grace. That is my, one of my favorite episodes where she meets that guy in prison <laughs> and he sings a song for her and changes the words. And then she walks in on him one day singing it for another woman. Oh with my God, uh, yeah, and I was like, uh, oh my God. So and funny. then, and then, and I'll just, I don't know how much I really want to say about this, but basically. So wait, did you and like, this Margaret lady, did y'all, did y'all just figure this out over the phone or did y'all so like- So we ended up out? becoming kind of like friends for a minute. That, that was a, you know, that, that was, it wasn't a friendship born out of anything that could really like make us stay friends. So it just kind of fell by the wayside, but we sure. really just needed some closure on stuff. And then sure. the biggest thing, really the biggest thing, and I guess I should have said this in the beginning, but it's kind of, so- Okay, fuck yeah, I'm just going to say it. He say had this it. thing where this this daddy kink, you know, the daddy little girl, like the role play kink oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah, okay. See, I'd never done that before. I'd never been into uh, it. But he would try no. to use that and he would play like he was like this, 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 you know, caretaker or whatever of you. And that was part of the manipulation. And so I told her, I said, would he ever try to do that with you? And she was like, oh yeah, like he would buy me outfits and everything. And I was like, like little wow. girl outfits yeah or just like a schoolgirl something or something to wear where he was like yeah. you know or he was like the teacher you know he always was like in this position of, of dominance but I was like that also contributed to us feeling like you know we had nowhere to go or like he was yes. really like he loved us and it was so manipulative so <laughs> then we found out um oh god what else that he was doing uh just oh like that he was on snapchat like with two or three different different kind of snapchat things he would like log in and out of each each one of them like save our names like under different things so that we wouldn't know that like that was not us like on that snapchat so like we saw like baby girl like in the snapchat he's like oh no that's yours but really it was like a different snapchat account that he had made Jesus. <laughs> oh wow <laughs> yeah and this then is so layered apparently block us certain people from seeing certain things so if like, i was facebook friends with him then he would block me from seeing something like margaret could see something with her and him in it but I couldn't see that picture. Like, so he would keep all of it separate in that way. And I was like, oh my God. Then when he was on his Bumble profile, I, I screenshot the pictures and I showed Margaret, I said, is this your house? And she's like, yeah. 
He posted uh, pictures of her house with her dogs on his Bumble profile. What a freak. Oh my god. Like it's like so, a serial killer. Like it's it because is. I keep I'm I'm picking up on things. I'm I'm I've been keeping a list in my head as you're telling me the story, and it seems like he targets certain women women who who have careers that travel Mm -hmm. or have travel plans so that you're busy Mm -hmm. women that may be in a vulnerable situation Mm -hmm. or a state or state of of mind at the at the time who Mm -hmm. you know are looking for somebody to heal them and this Mm -hmm. other woman definitely was I mean she's yeah definitely like a a woman who seeks validation constantly so yeah perfect yeah you yeah. were right out of a divorce with shoulder surgery. No job. No job. Yeah. At the time, like for the to- whole yeah. first time that we were together. I mean, and I, and because we were together every single day for those first like six or seven weeks, like every day he came to my house because I wasn't working. So I had no reason to think that he was doing anything at that point. But yeah. somehow I guess he would figure out like he would be like be late after work and like go see, go see one of these other women. And that's just, that's just who we know about that probably was his regular people. I mean, who knows sure. who else he was God, saying? I mean, no. all those messages yeah. you know, that I saw on his phone. And he, again, tries to lie like straight to her face and be like, what? No. Now, you know, I mean, I, I, ta- I say this story mostly because, and this is why I tell it, because I think when I found out like a lot of the stuff that he had said, you know, the, the songs and the singing and the playing guitar and like all that kind of stuff, like, like it was just, it just kind of made it better for me to let go and like heal from the yeah. situation and be like, it was, i I was in a bad place mentally, but I'm not crazy. I'm like, I'm not going to ever do that again. Like yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. And, well, you know, now you'll be able to, you'll be able to see it from 10 miles away now. Like with that. Yeah. 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 And I, I think wonder- if you've never been love bombed before and it's happening, you, you almost are like, no, this just feels great. This is right. We're meant to be this together. This is love. And it's, yeah. it's hard this to recognize te- it. Yes, yeah. Yes. But apart from being just, what something feels great and, and it's fun at the time until you've actually gone through it. And then, and then, cause then you can, I don't know. At first you're just like, you, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you dive yeah. straight into it? You yeah. Know? It makes, it made me a lot less judgmental towards people in abusive relationships because I mean, I'm not going to lie. I've had that attitude before. I'm like, well, oh my God, she's just leave. Like, fuck it. Like he's fucking crazy. But mm-hmm. I was that person who everybody around me, I know was like, what the fuck is she doing? But I couldn't, I could not get myself mentally to a place where I was strong enough to be like, I've got to go because how he made me feel when I was sad or whatever was, I don't know. It was more powerful than my desire to, you know, be be free of that because at the time I was just, I needed that, you know, and it was a terrible place to get it. But like I said, it really taught me that that isn't love and it's not, no one who loves you would ever treat you that way. Um, and that, you know, I'm glad people are talking about this stuff too. They've made all podcasts about this, you know, narcissists mm-hmm. and like, you know, these people who prey on that kind of stuff because it's out there and it's a lot more prevalent than people think. Oh, it's oh, yeah. way more prevalent than people think. And and it's also the craziest thing that we've learned through this pod, hosting this podcast is that like you couldn't pick these guys out of a lineup or women. There's women who do this yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. It's always more men than women though. But uh, that like you couldn't pick them out of a lineup. Like there's not, there's not like obvious telltale signs either, you know? And he's clean cut, well-spoken. You know, I mean, he's not, if you saw him out in the crowd, I mean, you would just think he was just a normal guy. Yeah. And then you're like, God, yeah. he is so insidious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're not always hot too. That's what's crazy. It's like, That's it's, true. <laughs> it's obvious when they're hot, 
it's kind of obvious to be like, okay, you're too hot and you're too nice. Like, what the fuck is the problem? Like, what is this? But they're not always hot <coughs> either. Like, it's crazy. So yeah, what, you just what, have to be wary yeah. of the of the the red flags, like, and mm-hmm. notice yeah. these things when they happen. Like, you know, like love bombing, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, so I mean, I guess I. I guess the whole, the, story- the whole like the whole like daddy oh, schoolgirl thing. Oh yeah, that plays a- on so much of like that. That almost is like his his like the the um like the art like his like illustration or his like the personification of his desires coming yes. out. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. Like it's it's almost like his way of of writing a poem about his feelings and needs and wants. Yep. Yeah, I don't, and does I that think- make sense? It well, does. and I've heard I other guys that have said have have said that, that they like being called daddy or they were interested in that. And I'm always like, what kind of men? You know, what, I, I'm interested in what kind of men like like that. You know, or mm-hmm. I'm not just kink shaming because I know a lot of people have no, 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 like, whatever. Not, yeah, but and I it takes think, two, like you know, it, it, right. in a consensual sexual relationship, whatever y'all want to do if that's the thing that turns you on or them on or y'all both I mean whatever that's important but there needs to be I think in those kind of situations when there's a power dynamic you have to be really careful who you engage in that with because if you're Mm -hmm. in a vulnerable emotional place and that's just going to make it a lot worse and then when that is gone it's even that much more painful and I'm a really strong person mentally and I'm a lot stronger than a lot of people I know and I don't say that to be like look at me I mean if it was hard for me to do it I can only fucking imagine how hard it is for a lot of people I know yeah yeah Yeah, totally Anyway, all that to say that uh, that I'm glad that I'm free of that a little that lesson. But I really love comparing notes and being like, you know what? It just it just was the final nail in the coffin to walk away and be like, never again. Yeah, that was so... not an original song. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you ever get any clarification of, or did you were you ever in a situation where you could reach out to or tell that other girl see? what was going on or did she, that just- she uh no because I she at the time I guess so after he apparently left Margaret uh he went to her again to see and they were apparently engaged and one of his snapchats that I saw said I guess because he wasn't hiding it anymore they had a wife and they were at a car wash so that was when I was talking to Margaret and I was like wait what is this and she goes oh no it's see and I said, wait, he's back with her. So he would just go from one to the other. But I was the one that was like, no. And when he came, like I said, I saw him in, in May. I was like, he, he wanted to come back and see me. And I was like, no, fuck you, dude. Like, I'm done with this. And I really was. I was like, I'm not going to be in this. This is disgusting. I don't want my body to be touched by you. Like, ew. Good. Um, Good. yeah, it was revolting. But this girl, she's 23 and she's young. And she wasn't going to listen to me because she and Margaret no. apparently would get into it and and just fight and so she was so deep in it that she could not objectively see and she was still with him so nothing Uh, I said was going to make her no and that's the thing she's so young too I mean I was in my 30s when that happened yeah so I think about her I mean she's still with him after two years of him doing this shit to her and there's no telling he needs to be just stopped in his tracks like if I had cancer you know in two weeks to live I'm just you know I might have to make some choices take him out is that what you're saying I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that on like a podcast, you know, but <laughs> if I'm going to be dead, I guess I love that. I really do. Uh, I think we should take justice into our own hands, not killing anybody. I'm just yeah. saying maybe these people need to be, I don't know, labeled or detained, you know, yeah, I mean, uh, like, like on a sex offender list, like that we could have a, uh, 
Narcissist abuser list. Yes. Yes. There's like do not date these men ever list. Like there's like a database you can just click. Yes. Yes. That's what I'm saying. You can look a name up and then see how how the ranking is and how many women and men have. Yeah, have some testimonies. Uh huh. It's like like a guilt. An app for that. We should make an app for that. Mm-hmm. oh my god is this, this so a million dollar idea <laughs> yeah is this what all this has been leading yeah. to yeah <laughs> uh this yeah. is the beginning of the documentary <laughs> Shit. right here uh yeah it also it blows my mind we've had stories <laughs> like this before where it's usually a guy but it's somebody that's been dating multiple people and that none of them know about each other but one of those relationships he's engaged or they're engaged and i'm yeah. It, oh yeah that blows my mind because i'm like why in your right mind are you taking it as far as to make it legally bounding because that is so much easier to find out Uh for somebody else to find out that you are married or engaged like you're you're now trying to to make it public knowledge that you are legally bound to somebody yeah why are you doing that if you're dating four other people it makes me wonder oh i was gonna say that my only thought is like it makes me wonder if like they're about to lose that person and they're like okay well the only way i can lock them in is like let me give them this false sense of hope so let me ask them to marry me even though probably has no plans of actually marrying them yeah i think that's what it is like he's not actually going to get married to any of Mm -hmm. them i mean because i'm pretty sure he's been engaged like twice before and he, I mean, I didn't find that out until after, but then I'm like, okay, we haven't ever really been engaged at all. Like you've just been giving girls probably the same fucking ring over and over again, mm. you know, and being like, uh-huh. oh, I'm going to keep this up back pocket for six years. There's another one that'll take it, you know? Yeah. I mean, and he, he does the he same would... speech. Yeah. He's got the <laughs> yeah. same speech. He's got the same ring. They're all, they're all, sure uh, yeah. Cubic zirconians. <laughs> they're just he, reprints. He, he does the same, same proposal. It's the same yeah. restaurant. It's the same server. He does like yes. a, a speech from Outlander, you know, about. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Claire, I found you. Like, yes. He actually is a. He, he has says a, Claire because he doesn't remember our names. Yeah. <laughs> That's why. That's why he compares you all to the same character. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. You're he my Claire, baby. At the restaurant because he's yeah. a frequent frequent uh frequenter um proposals yeah. there <laughs> frequent proposer yeah yeah God. <laughs> you can see how many broken engagements someone has in this database too like mm. oh, there you yeah. go yeah. Yeah. and show the ring compare the ring We're like was this the same mm-hmm. one ladies mm-hmm. <laughs> <I'll> always <laughs> be wary of anyone who goes into a place and everyone at that place knows them and yeah be like how many times who was he here last time? Yeah. Was it me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not me. I made it a point never to take a date to my favorite bar. There you go. Yeah. It's your know. spot. That's just for you. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I'm that's, like, y'all ain't coming in my. Yeah. Because yeah, I don't want to be judged if I do bring like one guy there a week. I mean, you know. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's just for you. That's. <laughs> yeah. I don't want anybody to know. I, I don't need anybody to know my business. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, uh, I'm, I'm so glad uh, that you shared that story with us. Uh, hopefully this helps other people be able to see these kind of red flags once again, mm-hmm. from afar earlier than later and not get back not get into one of these situations or not go back to somebody yes. that they are already trying to get away from. Um, so we have a couple questions to wrap it up. Uh, unless you had any more details or anything, did you? How's that? Okay. So He's done. All right. done, done. Good. So uh, first question, what would you have done differently in that situation if you could have done anything differently at all, looking back now? 
I mean, I would have listened to my gut from the beginning when I was looking at that video and I was like, something's wrong with this guy. I mean, he just seems too good to be true. And mm-hmm. that's, I mean, not to say that I think that anything that's good is like not, that's not possible to have good things, but there is a line. And I've been listening more to my gut. I mean, I am a practicing witch. I've been doing it for like eight years and I really do live. And I, at that time was also so my gut and intuition was so clouded. You know, I was just yeah. so overcome with so much more grief than anything. I, yeah. I couldn't even find that. And so finding that really, um, I just think that now that's what I do now is like, I'll ask yeah. my gut and I go with the first thing I think, even if it doesn't make sense, if my gut says no or yes, or whatever, I just do it. And I'm not wrong anymore. <laughs> so yeah. I think that I just, I wish that when I've had that first thought that I would have just, but then I think, you know, if I hadn't gone through that, how, what would have, I continued to make these same mistakes, Sure. you know, in a longer capacity, because I wasn't just like jammed into like the worst situation and it kind yeah. of shook everything up, I think, but yeah. yeah. Now I get that. I'm also, I'm also hearing another lesson in this story too, that it just hit me that I like, but, uh, I think that it's just not a good idea to get into, it's one thing to hook up. It's another thing to get into a relationship when you are not in a good, healthy. Yeah, of course. If you're Mm -hmm. in a low spot, that's not the time to be trying to Mm -hmm. commit because you can't even give fully to yourself, let alone give fully to someone else. You know, so it's to be wary of, oh, am I not in a good spot right now? Am I, am I extra, extra vulnerable? Okay. This Mm -hmm. is the time to commit to somebody. And I think it just leaves you susceptible to this kind of thing happening. And after this divorce, I think I was so like, I didn't know how to not be a wife that I was just kind of like, I need somewhere to like put this energy because I'm always just taking care of someone for the last eight years. Mm -hmm. So it just felt natural. But then, of course, I was like, you know, but I knew. I mean, I did yeah. know deep down yeah. that obviously this guy was like, not going to last. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. it's like swimming in a river with an open wound. Like, don't, oh. don't do it. You're going to get in. It. They're going to get in. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a lesson <laughs> that Lace learned yesterday. Yesterday. So a lot of lessons. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I didn't have any open wounds when I got to the river. <laughs> just her, just her just, mouth. Just when I uh, left there. Yeah, yeah. Just this. yeah, just her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Second question. <laughs> Moving on. All right. Uh, second question. Where are you now? Oh, well, I have decided that so I've been single for two and a half years, like actively. I mean, I don't even count that as a relationship. So it was just a shit show from the beginning, yeah. but I really have been actively single for two and a half years. And I, uh, I want love. I do, yeah. but I want to, I want the healthy kind of love and I needed to figure out what kind of like what I needed to fix my view of healthy love or what love was and what it's yes. supposed to be and what it's not supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And I, and I've gotten a lot better at listening to myself and trusting myself. I know what my standards are now. I know what I won't accept. And it's not that I expect it will be perfect because you know, no one is, but mm-hmm. I, I expect a certain amount of things because I have certain things for myself. And so I'm not going to, uh, you know, let these guys just, it's like, if I'm bringing something to the table, then he has to bring at least that or more. Like I'm just mm-hmm. done yes. with like, you know, going beneath or like less than myself or like, you know, sacrificing some part of who I am or my happiness because they can't get their shit together. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so Settling. I casually dated, I, yeah, I yeah. casually dated and it's been fun. You know, um, I discovered that I can have sex without feelings, which is great. Uh, so Good. it's been a lot of fun the last two years explore my sexuality, to be honest with you. And just like finding out who I am completely alone. I've traveled the world. Like it's been great. Uh, but I do want a partner. Awesome. I do. And I want, and I want love and I want, you know, someone who's going to be an actual partner for me and not just someone to, you know, validate my existence. Hell yeah. yes. Are you, so. are you out on them apps? You out in the No, streets? I'm done with the apps. I refuse. Okay. 
no, I'm going to meet him in real life. And uh, I, I do yeah. some of my meditations and manifest every day. And I, I script, you know, I just put out there what I want. Cause it happens in every other capacity of my life. It's like, but I've been telling myself, well, I don't want a boyfriend. I don't want a boyfriend. I don't want a boyfriend. And then I'm like, well, why haven't these guys that are casually dated maybe work with my boyfriend? I'm like, bitch, cause you're saying I don't want a boyfriend. Like the universe is hearing you <laughs> literally <laughs> yeah. like you're getting what you want. So yep. maybe you say the other side of it. I want a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I want love. I like it. Yeah. I, like I have too, you like say. recently yes. been a huge, uh, I felt that I need to start speaking, speaking what the, you want, what yeah. I want, instead of saying like, oh no 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 that won't happen, just don't yeah. get my hopes up or so I, I downplay something, mm-hmm. and I've been like change your vocabulary because I think the you know the universe is listening and I think your own mind listens to what you speak as yeah. well. I think and it's so really you, that. Yeah. Yes. If you have we the confidence to say this is what I want and I'm not going to be ashamed of it your your mind and your body and your heart will automatically more gravitate towards mm-hmm. making those things happen for you instead of like downplaying it you know for for to make yourself not look prideful or whatever else but right. yeah yeah i think yeah. i'm i've been a huge believer in that recently as well yeah so so that's where i'm at so yeah so all good things good vibes and, and my life is really good otherwise i mean i have bad days but you know if i made it through last year i can make it through anything Hell, yeah. yes you can <laughs> i mean honestly yes, the last five years to be honest with you but you know I love last year that. was the cherry on top so i'm like okay i think we're done now it's been pretty yeah. good first six months yeah. so 35 is coming up and i'm really ready to celebrate so yeah i'm Fuck excited yes. All right. Well, now we have one really dumb question. Okay. Uh, it's so dumb and it's so important and uh, um, no wrong answers. Okay. <laughs> Hypothetically in a different universe, if you were ever cheated on again, would you rather the person that you, the, your partner cheats on you with to be hotter than you or not or hotter than you and or in addition to why? And take uh, off. I guess hotter than me. Okay. All right. Why? Because I mean, because I mean, you better upgrade if you're going to, if you're going to leave this yeah. bitch. I mean, it better be for that. I mean, for real, because okay. I know what I bring to the table and um, yeah. And I mean, honestly, <laughs> I if I, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't, I, I like hot people too. So I'm like, can I watch? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's if what you I'm talking just about. Send me an invitation. Yeah. <laughs> this could be consensual. Well, yeah. just, we could all do it together. It yeah. don't have to be cheating. Just <laughs> yeah. tell me. Just right. Let's see. This yeah. could be more fun. We don't have to sneak. Come on. <laughs> so there I like it. Fuck yes. Right. That's I love beautiful. it. Ah, okay, so Meredith, where should people follow you? Yeah, we said it before, but you do some comedy. You you do a lot of writing. You're an incredible poet. Um, I love 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 your writing. So where should people follow you? Online? I okay, so I have a website, MeredithAllen.com. I don't know if you want to like put it in the podcast because it's A L L Y N Meredith okay. Allen. And then my Instagram is well, it's on my website, but it's blackberry brambles in my heart i know i should change the handle <laughs> it's so long poet. but it's but it's so it is yeah <laughs> all right it is it's a blackberry bramble but it was taken in a poem but yeah it's, well, you could it is it could have been like blackberry bramble 69 i mean oh, what did you have i really should have put that <laughs> black blackberry brambles in a in my heart and in my butt all right this is the perfect way <laughs> To, to, to rev it up to cancel it. Okay. yes 
Love it. Love the extra touch. Uh, I love it. Okay. Uh, just a good note to go out on. Uh, don't put blackberry brambles in your butt. Probably not going to do. Probably no. not. No. Lesson four of, the, of today's episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you so much, Meredith, for sharing this. Uh, I miss you dearly. I have not seen your face in so long. So this has been uh, quite, um, this has been good for my heart. I've really yeah, enjoyed this. Fun. Yeah. So thank you. Thank Had you. And uh, let's hang soon. And we love you dearly. This was fun. And we love all our listeners. Uh, let's send them out. Bye. We love you. Toodles. Bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed this episode of Cheaties, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Whether you've cheated or been cheated on, you've got a cheating story and we want to hear it. So please leave us a teaser voicemail at 888-STABBY-8. That's 888-782-2298. And go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Cheaties Podcast. And you can follow me, Lace Larrabee, at Lace Larrabee. Follow me, Catherine Blanford, at KBiz9. That's K-B-I-Z-Z-9. Stay stabby. Go ahead. Go to your ready-made horse. That's all you're good for.